have you had a situation where you know that you had to have a conversation, but you just don't want to do it? On today's show, how to have a difficult conversation. So buckle up, because here we go. You're listening to Pull Up and Thrive, and this is your host, Stephen Caps. Hey, welcome to all my servant warriors out there. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you missed the previous episode. You have to do this one thing in your business. You have to go back. I will drop it in the show notes. Welcome. I am Stephen Katz, your host, as always, and I'm super excited to be here. Some real quick housekeeping. If you have not been over to stephencaps.com to check out our new store, you have to check it out. If you're watching on YouTube, we've got the Servant Warrior hats. This is a Richardson 112 snapback. This is not the cheap ones. High quality embroidered Servant Warrior. We also have no excuses. We have Pull Up and Thrive, and we have the Servant Warrior t-shirts. Go and check it out. StephenCaps.com. I will drop a link in the show notes as always. Okay, are you ready for this? Everyone hates a difficult conversation that you had to have with a team member or anyone for that matter, but the framework today is with a team member. Something happens and uh, I'm going to have to talk to so-and-so. If you're a leader, if you're someone that cares about people, this is not something that you will look forward to. You will want to put it off. You will want to delay the inevitable. But we have to have the difficult conversations. And I've had to have a few in my business life, in my entrepreneurial journey, and I have done plenty of them wrong, plenty of them very, very badly because I was a boss. Well, I sign your check, so you better straighten up. That whole, whenever I say jump, you say how high. Not my best moment. And yes, I have said that. It was a long time ago, and (laughs) it was not very effective. Because the next day, the person did not come back. I have, in fact, never seen them again. So we want to navigate difficult conversations successfully. And after almost 20 years in business, I have made more mistakes than most, but I've also done some things right. Things that I don't think it's a big deal. Everybody knows that. Well, everybody doesn't know that. And that is what this show is all about, the Nuts and bolts of business. Now, let me make one thing very, very clear. There are certain things, certain trespasses, certain actions that there is no discussion. The person is gone that day. What are those things? Stealing. If you steal from us, from our company, from a customer, you are gone ASAP. There is no discussion. There is communication. This is what happened. This is why we're letting you go. If you're stealing, threatening another 
team member, or a customer. Oh, God forbid that that would happen, but that person is gone that day. Sexual harassment, anything to make any of the ladies on my team uncomfortable, you are gone. You are gone. Because I have worked for so many places that they endorse all the bad people. They keep the bad people that runs everybody off, that runs the good, worthy, honest, hardworking people off. And we do not want to have a culture that does that. So I, so I laid out 10 things to do to help you navigate a difficult conversation. All right, number one, have the conversation in private. Because no matter what the offense is, now it may be a challenge if it's something done in publicly in a, in a very public way, but we want to have these conversations whenever possible in private because we care about the individual and this is not about harming them. This is not hurting them. This is not taking them on, okay? So we want to have the conversation in private. So number two, you want to be prepared. Do not do it off the cuff. Now, look, if it's a situation which I had a real-life a situation. I am on a job. I had a team member, an employee, um, get in my face and threaten me bodily harm. So he was gone right then in front of God and everybody, which I'm glad that I had witnesses there to see what happened. That's it. You have to go. You can no longer work here. But we want to do it in, in private. We have to be prepared. Make an outline of everything that you want to cover. Don't leave anything out. Okay, we want to be prepared. And number three, we want to call out the elephant in the room. All right, this is a difficult conversation. We want to say that out loud. We don't want to dance around it because we want it to be uncomfortable. We want everyone involved in this meeting to be uncomfortable because when it's uncomfortable, there's a sting and they understand the weightiness of this matter. And everyone hates these, everybody. If you relish these and you enjoy these, then you probably should not be in leadership. So everyone hates a difficult conversation. So we're doing it in private. We are prepared. I may go in early that day, or I may spend some time the day before preparing an outline, pretty much a checklist. Call them in, and we call it out. Said, look, this is going to be a difficult situation. I'm not enjoying this, and I'm sorry we have to have this conversation, but we have to do it. The reason that you are a leader is because you care about people. And this is about the problem and not about the person. We want to attack the problem, but we want to love and care about the person. I know I used the L word, but if you're a leader, 
And this is how you know that you're a leader. One, people rely on you. People count on you. And two, you care about people. That is a leader. You know, I've heard the phrase, you know, servant leadership and oh, 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 uh, 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 well, uh, I'm all about servant leadership. I didn't know that there was another kind. There's only one kind of leadership and it's about serving. It's about serving your team. And leadership is hard for that reason because you have to care. People will let you down. Things will happen. You will be betrayed. You will pour and pour and pour into folks and they leave. They become your competitor. All different types of things happen. So this is about caring. Never stop caring about the person. An example that I've actually done in one of these very uncomfortable conversations is I've gotten 10 pennies, okay? And I uh, I put them in a circle and the team member comes in to the room. I have the pennies there on the table along with my uh, notes. And I say, this is going to be a difficult conversation. You are these pennies and there's 10 different pennies here. Well, there is one penny that is not so shiny. So today we're only talking about this one penny. So we're making it clear. This is uncomfortable. It is going to be a difficult conversation. And then we want to be clear that we care about them. Because people are used to working for organizations that don't care about the individual. They only care about the bottom line. We want to run our businesses differently because whenever you care about people, guess what? They care about you and your business. We want to call out the elephant in the room. Four, we want to have a witness. We want the other person, well, feel safe. And if it's a very difficult a situation, the other person can help you keep yourself in check. It also intensifies the pressure in this meeting. And the other person is another leader, not a peer to the individual. You want to have another leader there who has your back. Also, it will protect you from the person being confronted about harassment, bullying, or anything else from that matter. This will step up the intensity. So you want this to be intense, but you want to cover yourself as well. So have a witness, if at all possible. Then number five, you want to have it in writing. Put the details, one to three items, and be very specific about the behavior that we are addressing and what the outcome needs to be. You cannot be vague and general and, well, all the time you, you know, walk around with this attitude and it has to be very specific. This is what has to change. Now, I was in a conversation, it's been several months back, with a team member and it was a very difficult, it was a very heavy uh, conversation. And I knew that this 
conversation will will go one of two ways. Either they will get mad and walk out and they're done. They're gone. They quit. So you want to have that witness there in place so they can't say, well, they attacked me and they did this and they were railing me. And number six, keep it brief. All right. This is not a summit. <laughs> um, this is not a railing session. This is not a time to tell them what all their problems are and you're you're a no good and every time that you XYZ, this is not a railing session. So we want to keep it brief whenever we're calling out, okay, this is a difficult conversation, okay? This will only take about five to ten minutes. We want to keep it as brief as possible, but we want to cover everything. So don't rush it. But we don't want to turn this into a hour and a half railing session to where we're beating them up and attacking the person. Do not do that. Uh, number seven, we have to give them a scale of one to ten. All right, because they have to understand the seriousness of this meeting. Okay. So as an example, today we are having this this a difficult conversation. I am very uncomfortable and I'm going to make this as brief as possible. So on a scale of one to 10, one being you're an example to everyone here and everyone should look up to you and do what you do. Or a level 10 is this is your last day. Okay. So if this is a level nine, you Call it out. This is a level nine meeting. You are on thin ice and all depending on how this meeting goes today, this could be your last day. All depending on the infraction. Okay. But we want them to understand the seriousness of the conversation. Now, I had a, a situation where a team member got in my face. Now, look, I own the whole company. Okay. I have the power to hire, fire, uh, give you raises. So a leader has positional power, but you want to seldomly use that power. You want to use persuasional power to lead your folks. So if you have someone on your team that despises authority, they are going to be a problem because no matter what you do or say, they will always have an issue with your authority. So we had a situation. I was extremely clear on a scale of one to 10, 10 being this is your last day, one being you are an example to everyone. You're at level nine right now. And the action, and you lay it out specifically, the action that you did or the infraction that you did on Tuesday with Joe and Mary, that is unacceptable. So you're a level nine. So all depending on how this goes, this could be your last day. So give them an idea of where they're at. Maybe it's not that intense, but give them a scale on a scale from one to 10. And also something that is good is, is to ask them where, where they think that they're at on this scale.
they may be like, oh, I'm a, I'm a one. <laughs> so you want to get everybody on the same page. And number eight, you want to be clear. Do not be vague. You have to be clear, specific when addressing the issue. What core values are they breaking? What core values are they not living out in the organization? This is why written core values are so powerful. One of our core values is a whatever-it-takes attitude, and we've had to address individuals who did not have a whatever-it-takes attitude. Without those in writing, we did not have the clarity to communicate that. So if you do not have written core values, you need to do that as soon as possible because whenever you do, it it puts a framework, it puts a measuring stick up to not only yourself, but your team and the organization. These are the core values that we live by. Number nine, what are the next steps? All depending on the offense. If this happens again, you may need to leave. Now, a situation that I had to address with someone taking on my authority, I had to be very clear. This is the issue. This is not acceptable. And because of the seriousness of this offense, if this happens again, you will have to leave. That may not be the case with you. Maybe it's a, um, maybe it's a skills issue. All right. Our, our next steps is that we are going to invest in some training for you because your quality has not been up to par. Rather than you working by yourself, we are going to team you up with Tom or whatever. What are the next steps? Because we want the team member to succeed. We want them to do well. We want them to flourish in our organization. We are not wanting to send them down the road unless it's unrepairable or they refuse to change. Always give the team member an opportunity to speak, share, share their heart. What do they think? Do they see it? Do you understand what we're talking about? That's part of being clear. So always allow them to speak. Number 10, you want to check in with the person the next day. For me, whenever we walk out of that meeting, if the team member saw it and they received it and, hey, I'm going to work on this, for me, it's over. Okay, it's, okay, it's, it is done. Okay, we may have to walk a few things out, but I don't have that you need to straighten up attitude with them. They're on the team. We want them to continue to be here. So touch base with them. Depending on the offense, if it was a very serious and a very harsh meeting, a, a very, um, there was a sting. There was a sting. And not everyone is coming out of the room cheering and high-fiving. Okay? So it may take the team member a few days before they get back to their normal selves. And and you want that because if this is a serious offense and they really took it to heart and they really want to make a change and they really feel bad about what what they have done, they're not going to be themselves for a few days, maybe a week even. 
but you want to touch base with them, make sure that they're okay and let them know. You don't have to use words specifically, but let them know that we're okay. So let's, let's put a bow on this. Number one, have a conversation in private. Two, be prepared. Three, call out the elephant in the room. Four, have a witness. Five, get it in writing. Six, keep it brief. Give a scale of one to ten. Eight, be clear. Nine, next steps. And ten, check in. If you can do these 10 things, you too can overcome adversity, avoid the crash and burn, and have the life and business that you want. Alrighty, thank you for joining me. Until next time, I'm Stephen Caps. You're the best. You've been listening to Pull Up and Thrive with Stephen Caps. Life's tough, life's unfair. And the sooner that we can all realize that, the better off we will be. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Facebook and on other platforms at Pull Up and Thrive. And be sure to hit the website at stephencaps.com. Remember, never judge a person for their mistakes. Judge a person on how they fix them. Till next time.